Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. Join your hosts, Mark Zylinski, Jeremy Duval, and Rob Fanouf as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Jeremy Duval. I'm Brinson Williams. I'm Rashad Navidi. Scott Holcomb. And I'm Rob Fanouf. And as you heard, we have a cavalcade of personalities. Some have been on the show. Some have not been on the show before. Before we get into the uh, main topic, let's jump in and meet these esteemed guests. Scott Holcomb from Southern California. Why don't you introduce yourself to the Countercharge audience? Hey, I'm Scott Holcomb. Uh, been playing Kings of War since uh, Warhammer Fantasy imploded uh, with all of us down here. Um, I have been uh, doing miniature wargaming for quite a while. I want to say 20, 25 years, something like that. And uh, I love playing the game. I am really into uh, terrain. I'm an architect. I love making buildings. So I like making buildings in these games too. So um, that's kind of me. A little bit of hobby hero. And I like bashing face too. Toss it over to the After Dark superstar, Rashad. I like how Scott ended it with I like bashing face too. <laughs> uh, I'm Rashad. Uh, I'm from the West Coast as well. I'm, I live in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, I have been into miniature tabletop wargaming for about six or seven years. Uh, pretty much the same story uh, with Kings of War. Started to play it when uh, Warhammer Fantasy imploded. And uh, yeah, good friend of Scott's. Actually, Scott's the guy who got me into Kings of War. And uh, yeah, that's that's it about me. And let's toss it over to Britain. I know Britain's been on a few times, but let's get a reminder. How are things going with the new baby? Uh, they're going good. You might actually hear him in the background a few times crying. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm Brenton Williams. I've been on a few times, so I won't do the whole backstory. Uh, I'm a Kings of War player in San Francisco Bay Area. I play primarily Dwarves, Kingdoms of Men and Undead. Um, you know, try and get out of region when I can to play, but only only been to a few GTs, so hoping to get to some more once the, the kids sort of settled and, and I'm able to take hobby trips again. Um, I'm starting a new project now, but at the rate I paint miniatures, that'll be ready sometime in 2019. You know, looking, looking Lone Wolf 2019 for that one. So... And of course, we're joined by the infamous Jeremy Duvall. Jeremy, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Um, things are starting to get a little bit more uh, relaxed. It was pretty crazy. I heard at, at Masters that my landlord was selling my house. So uh, it's been kind of a rush to find a new place. Um, but I found a place. Uh, everything is starting to settle. I actually got to paint a little bit this last weekend, which was pretty nice. Still working on the Troop of Revenant cab that I was trying to finish in my hotel room at Masters. So that is still happening, but um, I've started list building for Brotherhood, so I'm getting ready to go full hog uh, on that army. Um, I would love to say I'm going to have that done by, by Alamo this year, but I really want to try to step up my hobby game and do some really dynamic basing, so um, maybe Masters next year. Um, we'll see. It's going to be an a, a, a adventure to get it finished. No take backs on that brotherhood list. I don't I don't want to hear you wobbling to other more sketchy lists. Twilight Kin, I'm hearing all kinds of crap. Let's see the Brotherhood man. I got I heard Redkin are really soft. No. That's one army I have no desire to I, I I won't ever do. I think they look great, but I just can't paint that much brown. It would drive me insane. Okay. I'd have to have white rats or something. Um so what we're going to do today, uh, you know, I, I know you guys have been loving the cavalcade, the massive amounts of hours of content that Rob has been sharing with you guys from Masters. Um, and one of the cool things he's done that I really loved is uh, region check-ins. Um, he's kind of been doing these great little region check-ins on all the different Masters regions. And one that we weren't able to do at Masters, which... I think it's kind of a blessing in disguise because we got we got Brenton and Scott on who weren't at Masters. So we get a, a couple of more voices. Is uh, a West Coast region update? 
Um, so that's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, we kind of have Brenton and myself who are more Northern California and then Scott and uh, Rashad from Southern California. So um, we're just going to kind of share with you guys what's going on in the West region, some of our challenges. You know, we are a developing region. Um, kind of what are we doing to work together to uh, uh, get the ball rolling here on the West Coast? Um, but before we get there, Rob, did you get like a final hour count on like how much Masters content? Is there still more stuff coming? Rob here with a quick update. We have released so far over 14 hours of Masters coverage with probably four or five more hours to come. It's been fun. Uh, we've been getting good feedback. People really enjoyed the, you know, uh, especially a lot of the uh, the technical talk with the players after their games. You know, people really enjoyed hearing, you know, Aaron Chapman and George O'Connell, you know, breaking down their game. So, you know, we'll look to we'll look to do more of that. We'll probably do something like that at Lone Wolf um, and any other event that we attend this year. Yeah, you know, that's the same feedback I've got is people really, really have liked that sort of, um, for lack of a better word, like post-game analysis, you know, um, of having players come in and talk about their, game, their games, especially when they were games that people, you know, uh, hats off again to uh, Amy Stamper for all that live streaming, which I think was awesome. Um, you know, that's something I, I hope to see in more Kings of War tournaments is that we continue to grow the sort of during the weekend coverage beyond, beyond just like, here's a bunch of pictures. Absolutely. Absolutely. Videos, you know, a lot better than, than, than a bunch of pictures. You know, pictures are good, but when you have like the pictures you have, we were able to do that Friday night from the masters and just get that out right away. You know, I think it's nice to kind of give people options, content options to kind of make them feel like they're at the event. Absolutely. I think you guys really went all the way this time with the um, different types of uh, coverage that you did for the Masters. I really enjoyed that, Rob. That was great. And I'll see you, Jeremy. That was really, really good. Excellent. Thanks for the feedback. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I've been noticing and listening to it myself is that it's really nice mixture. You know, we, there is some hobby stuff. There's some strategy stuff. There's some, you know, TO organizing stuff. So I felt like there's been a little bit of every, a little bit of everything for anyone. You know, to kind of get whatever uh, flavor of juice, of hobby juice or competitive juice that you're hungry for has been in that content. So first off, what I thought I'd do is kind of, uh, you know, as we kind of, you know, and feel free guys to chime in as we're as we're kind of going here. Um, it's no no secret to anyone kind of in the Kings of War community that uh, the West and California has been a, a little bit of a, a, you know, kind of struggle as we've gotten going. Unfortunately, unlike some of the other regions... A lot, and I don't know, uh, Rashad and Scott can speak to this in Southern California, but pretty much the entire infrastructure that we had in Northern California from the Warhammer days, they all went to other other games. So right. they're playing, they're, you know, they're playing Malifaux, like Leadership 2 <clears throat> uh, was a big club. Um, I mean, uh, uh, a lot of the tournament infrastructure in Northern California sort of went on to other things. And in, in our group that's been building out of the San Francisco Bay Area is that we have a lot of Warhammer players and we have a lot of gamers from before, but they weren't necessarily part of the infrastructure of organized uh, fantasy wargaming uh, in the North Bay. So we've been kind of trying to build up, in many ways, build from scratch a sort of competitive scene. Um and uh, last year, really, kind of the end of last year and this year, we've been getting, we've been uh, starting to really get some momentum. Um, and this year, we've started kind of taking the name of uh, our signature GT that that Britain can talk about in a minute. But we've started uh, the Bay of Kings tournament season, and this kind of was inspired by uh, from those 40k players, sort of the ITC tournament season where. Uh, we sort of linked all of our Kings of War events this year into a season-long uh, schedule. And as people play, um, they score points. And then at the end of the year, we're going to have different awards. We're going to have um, awards for people who have uh, come to every event. Uh, we'll have a Champions Cup uh, given to the person who has the best overall score. Um, you know, uh, often a lot of these regions have criteria for qualifying for Masters. And I think we're still sort of like one year away from needing that. You know, last year we had three people uh, from in-region come, and we had five mercs. 
So, I mean, I think some of my goal is trying to get close to eight people who want to come. But I think we're still, I mean, we're still kind of at who wants to go. You can come sort of attitude. But to try to build some sort of uh, structured consistency, kind of introducing this sort of tournament season, I thought was sort of a good idea to get people kind of their mind frames about like watching kind of how many points are they scoring and just kind of get them into the routine of competing in numerous events with a goal of trying to achieve something by the end of the season, a la like qualify for Masters. So we've been doing a lot of one-day tournaments out of Heretic Games in San Bruno. And those have been run by – he's been on the show before, Rob. I know you remember when we were talking about Kublai Khan, Spencer Ellsworth, and Steve Udy from Rough Rider Wargaming, which at Masters I had the Ultimate Power gamer Jerry Page come up to me. And he has uh, relatives in the Bay Area, so you might be seeing him as a guest star on Rough Rider Wargaming. So stay tuned to YouTube. The um, legend. The legend. Uh, we're going to get him like a monogrammed. I got to get him a towel. The Absolutely. Power gamer towel. But I'm going to moniker. Jerry Page. Jerry Page. But I'm going to I got to get a Golden Gate Bridge on the towel or something. So it's like our gift from our region to uh, the Ultimate Power Gamer. So we've been kind of trying to build off of these one days. And we're beginning to get some nice attendance in our one days. I mean, I think this year we'll probably have six to eight one days and we're getting, you know, maybe eight to 14 people with, uh, consistently. Um and then also, too, we have KublaCon coming up, which is going to be sort of Spencer's big tournament, and that's in the end of May. Um, and I don't, know, I, I don't know if you guys have ever come up from the south to KublaCon, but it's a really great um, – it's a whole full weekend gaming tournament or gaming convention. But they have board games, um, miniature games, all sorts of stuff. And we do a lot of Kings of War events at KublaCon. Uh, we do, like, a narrative events, a tournament. We have, like, a, a demo night set up. Um, and then like, uh, Steve, and then I'll let Brenton speak to a little bit, but we, we got our first kind of, our goal was if we could get sort of two GTs going in the state, like let's have a NorCal GT and a SoCal GT. And then if we, you know, could, could try to start traveling from one to one, you know, uh, starting small and not trying to be like, we're going to have all these tournaments, but just working on getting maybe like one GT per like sort of metro area we thought was sort of like an achievable goal so last year steve and britain really um stood up uh and started the bay of kings tournament so britain why don't you give them just like a quick background on that tournament maybe speak a little bit to what maybe some of our plans are this year um or just talk a little bit about the bay of kings yeah absolutely so um I mean, it, it was a it was a pretty simple sort of a concept, which is um, Stephen had been running multiple one day events, and we were looking at all of the other events in the country, saying, "Man, it would be great if we had a two day GT here." And then Stephen, because he's impulsive and just sort of does this, was like, "Well, I booked one. We're going to run it." <laughs> so um, I tried to step up and help out with that, just so that we could get kind of not necessarily two TOs because. Kings of War doesn't need, you know, multiple TOs running something, but to help the logistics of getting the terrain together, getting the event organized, and then sort of being a rules judge for the day. Um, so last year we had a good time. It was our first edition. Um, we had small turnout due to some conflicts. You know, when you have a first kind of tournament being run, uh, just a couple key people missing um, means it's, it's a smaller turnout. So we had 10 players. Um, go through six rounds over two days. Uh, but all 10 players had a great time. It was a really fun event. Um, Derek from good old leadership now, Nerve 2 won uh, to show that even though he plays Kings of War like once a year, he can still whip a bunch of people. Um, he won it with a, a grinding undead list with a Revenant Horde, two mummy regiments backed up with a bunch of Surge and Heal and Race and Soul Reavers and just just sort of ground his way through everyone, but in the Vissel Dwarf list and took it. Um, so this year we're hoping to grow the tourney, get up to around the 20 player mark if we can. Uh, we're moving it slightly. We're looking at the October timeframe, early October, so that we don't clash with early November stuff like Alamo, but we're kind of out of the blast radius of some of the other big events around. Um, and really make it as easy for folks to come out. We would love to see anyone come out from out of region, Texas or 
Pacific Northwest or anyone who wants to travel out, Bay Area is beautiful. Uh, we're happy to show you a good time and, and give you some good games at Kings of War over the weekend. Yeah, you know, in moving it to October, our kind of idea was really trying to, and and there's going to be no way to never have any conflicts with anyone, but especially looking at the Pacific Northwest guys and then the Texas community, because those are two communities that are that are wanting to travel, and so those dates kind of work with them. And then also, it lets us put it sort of at the end of the year, so then we do all of our Bay of King tournament season awards. The actual Bay of Kings GT will be the capstone event of the tournament season. So it's going to be exciting kind of going into that last two-day GT, not only to see who wins that event, but all the year-long awards are going to be up in the air because the Bay of Kings is going to be worth the most points out of all the events that year. So there's going to be a real opportunity for people to sort of catch each other in the leaderboards once we get into that uh, final uh, final um, event of the year. And I know, like Britton said, uh, we've talked a lot with uh, uh, at Masters, and this was really great, talked a lot with the guys from Pacific Northwest. And thankfully, that's the one kind of selling point with having a tournament in the Bay Area is that it is a good event to bring a significant other to because the Bay Area in San Francisco is a great place to come visit. It's beautiful. There's plenty of restaurants. Like Britton said, if you come out of town, we're going to show you guys a great time. We're going to have a lot of great food. But kind of one of the issues that we're finding, and I'm curious as we kind of pass it to SoCal, what we're we're finding in NorCal is there's, there's lots of different sort of groups. Uh, California is a big state, so we have like all these different kind of like pockets of people playing Kings of War, and I think on some level we don't even realize each other each other are there until you know we catch someone on Facebook or whatever. So I just wanted to kind of give a quick shout out to some of the groups playing uh, King, Kings of War in the area, and this will be good for anyone sort of in California. You're looking to to meet up with players. I'm just going to go kind of quickly through a couple different groups um, and kind of give their main point of contact. Um, and then also anyone interested in West Coast or the, the West region uh, for Kings of War, come by the Kings of War U.S. West Coast face, Facebook page. So we have just really quickly some some players sort of uh, kind of leading their communities. We have Steve Deppie, who is a Pathfinder. He's playing out of Matrix Cards in Reading. Uh, Steve Fox, who's a really great guy. He is a member of the Powers of the North Gaming Club. They're playing every third Saturday uh, at Fundamonium, which is a game store in Rohnert Park. So that's sort of North Bay, uh, maybe 30 minutes north of San Francisco. Um, Shout out to Drew Siegel. Uh, He's playing out of Ogre's Den, which is in Orangevale, which is a greater Sacramento area. So there is some action happening in Sacramento. Um, uh, Bart Bernhardt, oh, he... Mark would just fall in love with this guy, Rob. He runs narrative campaigns. You know, he's all about narrative gaming. They're a very sort of, their group is not so much into tournaments, but very uh, narrative centric. And they're playing a, a lot out of uh, San Francisco proper. Um, and then our really, our main store uh, that we've been playing out of is Heretic Games in San Bruno, which is a little south of San Francisco. But we've been having a lot of events there. And kind of just like I said, the kind of the main challenge for me uh, as sort of stepping in as the West Region Chair is just working on trying to connect all these small groups because we're just kind of separated by geography and just not knowing who's playing what. So that's been kind of my goal in the North North Cal, you know, is trying to get North Cal talking with each other. And then sort of my end goal is once that happens, then Northern California and Southern California can begin to kind of start getting some um, stuff so it's been great getting to know Rashad more and everything but so Scott or Rashad do one of you guys want to sort of kind of take the lead and talk a little bit about what the scene like has been in in Southern California over the last year or so yeah I just wanted to this is Brenton I wanted to quickly chat a little about that sort of like how all these different groups are different but can come together if that's sure go for it yeah go Um, for it well first of all I mean Jeremy is like, oh, I've been trying to tie all these groups together. But what that really means is each weekend he just goes and plays Kings of War with different people. So on the one hand, it's the really hard work of a region chair. On the other hand, he is he is living the hobby lifestyle dream 
where each weekend he just drives a different direction and plays Kings of War with a different group of people. So he's doing an, an awesome job of being an, an ambassador for all of that. Um, but what I wanted to sort of say is like, we detailed there, like we have a group that's a bunch of ex Warhammer players that are kind of into Kings of War, but playing casually. We have a group that's focused all around narrative campaigns where they're writing their own rules and building their own terrain and making these like, like they played through Edge of the Abyss and they played through um, Destiny of Kings and now they're creating like their own campaign system to just keep that going. Um, and then you have other groups and, and you have all these different people and we're sort of calling them like, oh, they're not really the tournament gamers. But what I found with Kings of War and was so different than Warhammer and a lot of other games I've played is that when I walk up to a Kings of War tournament table, there is very, very little different than when I walk up to our Tuesday night club game or a game at Jeremy's house. It the the rule set is so smooth, the players are so friendly that really like for some people a tournament is something to build an optimized list and plan and plan how to crush face. And for others, it's just a way to get three or six games in. And the way a tournament feels is so much like a home game, so much like a, a narrative game or whatever, that it's just like I encourage everyone to come out, play tournaments, come to our GT if you can, because it's it's just getting in good games at Kings of War with people. It doesn't matter what you play every week. You don't have to be a tournament gamer or a competitive gamer with air quotes. It's just it's just a good time. No, I think you bring up a good point, which is this is a a a, a, a different. I, I guess I don't know what you guys would say. I mean, it, it's a different, more approachable game system to play. At a tournament for the first time, like I think if you've never played at a tournament ever, this is a good game system. And you've never played in a tournament ever, but you're interested that this is a little bit way more approachable game than going to play in your first like Warhammer Fantasy tournament. Wouldn't you think? I would think uh, Kings of War is more accessible to to people who are just wanting to start maybe dipping their toes in the tournament scene. For sure. I mean, I remember my first Warhammer GT, which was the West Coast GT a couple of years ago, and... I was scared before my game one because you had to remember so many rules and you didn't want to disrespect your opponent by slow playing or, you know, make, m- making stupid mistakes. You wanted to be professional when you show up at a GT. And I feel Kings of War makes it much, much easier for somebody to get into tournament playing or competitive playing for sure. I totally agree. The, in Back in the Warhammer tournament days, it's like every tournament had a different feel because there was just a huge comp system because you know, you were trying to overcome just the bad rules and uh, just people being very gamey about it and beardy. And uh, so every tournament kind of came up with their own solution to that. And it's like in Kings of War, it's like we have little things that add flavor. There are scenarios, but like we're not trying to overcome a fault in the rules or something. Yeah, it's, it's just it feels really accessible. It feels like you're already going from a good starting point. You know, the lists you're going to face aren't going to be that broken. The people you're going to play aren't going to be that toxic. It's It really makes me rethink um, that sort of classic Wargamer division between garage gamers and, quote, tournament gamers when they're really just the same people on different weekends. Um, so it's it's really accessible. Again, I just encourage people that if you're if you're thinking about it, even if you don't think you're a tournament player, come out, try it. At the at the worst, you're going to get three games of Kings of War in a one day, and that's that's a good day out. Yeah, and uh, I have to say also the the possibility to use any model still. I mean, I know that certain tournaments will start having uh, or giving specific awards based on how many Mantic models you are you have, but uh, the possibility for you to feel anything and say, you know what, I can even scratch build a model if I want to, makes it really accessible. You don't have you're not just stuck with uh, one line of things that you need to. Put on the table and i think that makes it very very easy for people to come and i think that's something that should be uh pushed also when new players come into the game to say you know what uh you 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 have a lot of options here you know to start playing it you don't have to spend a thousand dollars to get into the game yeah i think creativity is good right and i think that this is one game um that does allow you to be creative in your uh model choice and um also creative in um multi-basing i mean um uh, it really uh gives you a lot of room to uh, uh kind of tell stories with your army um 
Yeah, and I think if you if you already have an existing army, that's the great thing about it that you get you get access to the game and you can just start playing it. But not to say that future armies couldn't be uh, you know completely new. But what I'm saying is, uh, it's good that you can you can start with your existing army already. If you have specific models, you could use them, and that's a good way to start. Um, because uh, what I would like to avoid is people wanting to get into the game and they just don't have the models. Sometimes I offer players to come and play with my models. I have uh, enough models to usually field two armies. But I think uh, it's important when players are new to like, you know, don't... It's scary sometimes to have to think about having to field 2,500 points or 2,250 uh, when, you, when you, you know, haven't done a game of the scale before. So why don't you guys speak a little bit about... I know, I know, Scott, you kind of hold game days at your house. So why don't you go first? Why don't you speak a little bit about kind of what was Southern California like after uh, uh, the summer of Sigmar and kind of how has that developed in the last year and a half? Or uh, right. uh, speak a little bit to kind of what's been going on for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I felt like we had a decent uh, Warhammer presence back, back in the Warhammer days. Um, I think that Southern California always has had a gaming just struggle a little bit because there is so much to do in Southern California. And it just uh, it's it's more of a struggle to get people inside playing games when, you know, you go to the beach or going to Disneyland, whatever, you know, uh, um so there's just so many, so many, so much competition for entertainment. And so there, there's that there's it specifically in our area. Um, there's just not a lot of awesome game stores uh, because just uh, honestly, I think just property values are so high. So game stores struggle to keep their doors open, especially if they've got like a gaming room or something like that. Um, we've been through several stores that have a gaming room, and then they close a year later or something like that. So we haven't had an awesome anchor, but um, I would say that we did have a core group of people that were really into tournaments when we were playing Warhammer and the, that summer of Sigmar that you were talking about uh, just really was a blow because um just people didn't all jump to Kings of War. They jumped to, you know, three different games, you know, four different games or just quit, you know? So I'd say, uh, several people just left out right. And I haven't seen them since. Um, I think that right now, probably of the people that are remaining, probably half are playing, uh, age of Sigmar and half are playing Kings of War. I think that, um, some of the guys in our group, they're still our friends. I still have them over for game nights, um, uh, like Fred Whitney and Brian Brown and uh, every once in a while, Josh Stewart. Um, I think they're playing Age of Sigmar or I think Josh is playing. Is he playing um, Malifa or no, he's playing Ninth Age. Um, but those three guys, I think they their uh, strong point was really in list building and in like fine-tuning the ultimate lists and making the combos and stuff like that, which I don't think Kings of War is as much about. Um, it's more about turning flanks and in-game strategy, um, in my opinion. Um, but So I think that they gravitate more towards Age of Sigmar for those reasons, that it's it's about creating those, those uber combos uh, that really stack and so, so we are definitely divided in that regard, but, um, but we have our game nights, uh, at my house. Um, I, I can set up up to four tables in my house and, um, have a game room that solidly always has two tables set up permanently. And, um, like I said, we've got plenty of terrain, love making this stuff and, um, just have people over. We have dinner and, uh, and play a couple games. Well, uh, up to midnight, past midnight sometimes, especially with Rashad. <laughs> so just let me chime in here real quick because I, I go to Scott's house a lot, um, not just on the game nights, but you know we, we're the ones that actually uh, play every other Sunday or so uh, as well. And um, it, it could not be a better place to host games, to be honest with you. The terrain looks absolutely amazing. The tables look all great. Scott is a great host. It doesn't matter if you know us or not. He will always have an open door for you. So, uh, you know, if you... If you've never met us, it still doesn't matter. Just, uh, you know, contact us either over Facebook um, or I, I will also give you guys my email in a moment. But, um, yeah, the, the game days at Scott's are great. Uh, last time I was there, we didn't get to play it. 
but he had the new skirmish game up, uh, Vanguard. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Um, it, it, it's, it's better gaming than in a gaming store, basically. <laughs> It's very, yeah, it's very yeah, advanced. Setting that up. Look, look at the um, in one of those Facebook groups uh, for Kings of War. I, I, I put some of the pictures up there. They're awesome. Okay. Uh, but yeah, definitely like like seek us out on Facebook or if it's in the show notes, our contact info. Yeah, doors open. We do it probably about every other week. We usually do it on Thursday nights, um, but we switch it up just because some people Thursdays don't work and we don't want to ostracize them forever. Uh, so like this week, we're going to do it uh, all day Sunday. So, Yeah, I think, you, Scott, you bring up two really good points. And this is stuff that Britton and I have talked about a lot too, which is both sort of like the, the niceness of living in California and then also the curse of being a war gamer is that in a state where there is so much to do sometimes right. the gaming communities aren't as cohesive as you go when you go to the places where there isn't as much to do like you said you you know people here it's you're being really vied for what you uh do your entertainment you spend your entertainment capital on and yeah, we're never snowed in <laughs> Yeah, and, and then when you marry that with the point that you also bring up, which is what we face in Northern California, which is uh, uh, square footage in California is so expensive that it's very rare for us to find a game store that has a lot of space. Maybe they have one table or whatever. Um, so we have, and I know we have it up here too, a lot of California gaming, I think, happens in um, – basements are in on kitchen tables are outside of the sort of game store environment and then it becomes a little bit more challenging to connect people together i think right yeah and the distances is also a problem i wanted to kind of speak about that briefly because you know in la it's very difficult to get from one place to another during uh you know pretty much at any time of the day it's very very difficult sometimes i want to drive to scott's house and it's 55 miles away and it takes me two and a half hours we've had that multiple times just because of traffic. So uh, naturally it's difficult to find the players in your region because we don't just all meet at one gaming store, right? So it's, and for that, I think it's important to maybe briefly talk about the different regions within LA that we have that could also connect to one another or who, who you would have to contact. So I'm pretty much in the, as far north as you could be in Los Angeles. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, I think the best place to go and play games would be Game Empire. That would be a, a good gaming store for people to meet in, in, in the northern Los Angeles area. Then we have, um, we have uh, Inland Empire, uh, which is east. It's anything basically east of downtown Los Angeles. Uh, I would say it's about an hour away. There's a few players in Los Angeles, I would say also Mike Riley, somebody that I wanted to give a shout out to that runs the... Um, uh, the league here in Los Angeles, we have a league that connects people in different pockets and you can basically schedule your game um, on a, you know, whichever specific day you would like to schedule it. There's one game per month currently. And at the end of the year, there's a barbecue and the final game is basically played um, at that barbecue. So it's a, it's a really nice way to get into it um, if you want to get a game in here or there. Um, and then further south, I would say Orange. It's, that's where Orange County is. That's where Scott is. So the game days are great for people that are in Orange County currently. If you uh, would like to come to one of those, you can reach out to either Scott or I. We're both on Facebook. Um, or shoot a quick message to the Countercharge uh, and uh, you know Facebook page and say, Hey, I'm in, in SoCal. I would like to play, and I'm I'm pretty sure somebody will put you in touch with uh, Scott and I. And uh, yep. further south, we have Wade Durant, and uh, Wade's holding the fort in San Diego. Um, the SoCal Slaughter used to be uh, down there, um, and I think that's one tournament that we should definitely revive as a as a one day event, possibly. Um, and uh, what what uh, Jeremy said earlier was very important. I think uh, one day events are are key because uh, it's easy; you don't have to book a hotel. Um, it's lesser of a commitment than, uh, you know, having to travel somewhere, booking a hotel, uh, and then staying there for two nights or three nights. And for now, the size of groups that we have, I think that would be a great idea to get that going. And again, wait, uh, I know wait is, uh, just waiting for new players in San Diego to reach out and say, Hey, we want to get a gaming cause they have really good gaming stores down there as well. And they have a few players right now that are, uh, you know, 
they have game days and they play down there as well. Yeah, we're, we're trying to get that one-day tournament back. We had the West Coast GT that was Warhammer. It was Kings of War for mm-hmm. one year. Uh, but Fred was always the, the head of that. So uh, I we're not really sure what, what direction that's going to go. But whether it's West Coast GT or, or something else like it, um, we'd like to get something in the, you know, L.A., Orange County, San Diego area going. Yeah, I mean, we even had one-day events at Scott's before. Um, and sometimes we've had more people attending there than other one-day proper events at gaming stores. So yeah, uh, that's yeah, another... I, 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 four people at my house before <laughs> yeah we definitely so. have that possibility so that's another thing that we could do i remember you had one two three four i think five or six tables up that day so we yeah, could have a 10 man event easily that's not a problem if you guys would like to do it down in san diego they've got this one game store called Addie's, which is a combination game store and a microbrew uh pub and it is just awesome and mm-hmm. they've just got a great space and uh awesome beer too so maybe down there. I've, I've been there too and it's great they have amazing models they have lots of different ranges and they have uh, yeah the, the beer is fantastic and, and the fact that you can just walk over grab your beer and it's not too expensive and go back to the gaming shop and just play the game is great it's very very cool yeah, yeah. yeah i would say you know anyone who's in um california if you're interested in kings of war you know, we have a lot of great people, like the people that we have on the cast. You know, I know Britain is kind of on dad duty, but I see him posting fanatically on fanatics, and uh, uh, we're messaging list ideas back and forth. So I know he's like, uh, obviously loves his kid and is so happy. But I know the the ho- there's some hobby jonesing in there somewhere. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, like I lost, I lost my painting area. So now I'm like frantically on the internet finding my littlest, like hobo painting trays and ordering <laughs> like little supplies so that I can, I can paint at the the dining room table or in the in the living room because I just I don't have anywhere. But I'm feeling that um, definitely that need, and that that's something weird. Like I didn't always used to feel that. I used to be very much a a gamer who painted to play. And over the years have gone by, I've become a, a painter who also plays. So I'm, I'm missing that sort of cathartic painting experience. And yeah, I'll, I'll get it back soon. But. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you can reach out to me. You can reach out to Britain. You can talk to Scott or uh, Rashad. I mean, that's really what I kind of see my key role as the region chair, which is uh, anytime someone's uh, – uh, says in a Facebook group, who can I play in California? People are really nice to tag me in that post because if you tell me where you where you live, most likely I can connect you with two or three different people who are playing in your area. The only thing that I don't have access to, um, besides uh, my main man Dwayne, is you know we forget sometimes that our region is California, Nevada, and Arizona, right? I know no one really. I mean, they've been trying to get LVO up and running. I know Dan Miner, the man himself from Pacific Northwest, has talked about trying to help get a Kings of War tournament going at LVO. But that's kind of like my call out to any gamers who are playing Kings of War in Nevada or Arizona. Please get in touch with me. Uh, Shoot me a message on Facebook. Let me know kind of like what's going on with your group. Um, I would love to kind of... um, uh, you know, get get some more people playing, um, get some more people playing uh, in those other states too. Yeah, and like yeah. here's here's the reality of the situation. We're all we're all sitting on a podcast right now talking about Kings of War. We're we're obsessed with this game. Obviously, we're a bunch of nerds that love talking about this, chatting about it, talking about list ideas, conversions, terrain, what models to buy for what. Thing. How do I do all this stuff? So you can hit any one of us up on Facebook or, or other social media or something, and we will be happy to help however we can or just chat about things. I've had good luck with that in the past. Uh, when Jeremy was preparing for Masters uh, and we really wanted to kind of kick him around a little in the local group, I just hit up a bunch of players on Facebook and got nasty lists from different regions or the UK that we could proxy up and throw against his list to start running it through a gauntlet. And no one, no one like 
stonewalled me or everyone, I would just say, hey, this is what I'm doing. I want to talk about lists. What are some really tough lists in your region or your part of the UK? What have you seen? Because I don't play these armies and I, I just want to start with something tough. And people would just start chatting about it and, and it would go from there. So all of us are extremely open, happy to talk, happy to just enjoy the game. So never, never fear about reaching out. Yeah. I do think one thing about just our region that is kind of an interesting issue with our with just the West Coast is just drivability to tournaments. I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of people, uh, you know, in in the South and the Midwest and even the East Coast, just they have a lot of tournaments they can drive to. And I feel like that's part of their community that, you know, they, they see people regularly every couple months or whatever, because they, they can go to a lot of tournaments. It's easy to get to. I feel like we don't have that many that we can drive to. We have to fly to practically everything. So like even getting LVO back up, uh, if we got a couple things in California, that kind of starts the ball rolling. And once people get excited about tournaments in general, like, you know, on a small scale, they're willing to drive to something, then they're willing to fly something later, you know, next year. So I, I think yeah. maybe that's part of the problem. Absolutely. And the like the reality is that if there is a Southern California GT, if 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 I wanted to try and let's say Broadside Bash got up and running, they got a bunch of people interested, that's a eight to nine hour drive for me, depending on traffic. That's the the closest California event right now. Driving, I think, to Scott's house would be a, a seven, seven and a half hour drive. Right, yeah. Um, and I know there's a bunch of people right now in Texas or somewhere else saying, I drove 15 hours, no sleep, with a car full of gamers. Um, what are you talking about? But th- this is the closest thing. This is this is the reality of our situation is that there is no way to just pop down for a four-hour road trip. If you're on the East Coast, if you're in the Mid-Atlantic, uh, you know, nine hours gets you through three states. And, and here I'm still in the same area. <laughs> so it's 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 a unique geographical yeah. challenge we have. You lay California out of L.A. Nine yeah. hours. <laughs> I mean, you you lay California over uh, the U.K. and we cover the entire thing. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think you bring up some good points. Uh and I think that when, when you're trying to, uh, to deal with that, like, what can you do? And I think that, you know, us as uh, sort of community leaders, or I know I try to take it on myself, which is to just get out there and, and go play with people. And if maybe the one day, you know, I can, you know, have it in my schedule, like I really want to make it down the Scott's house for one uh, gaming day. Those are the those are the sort of things that you it's like a, a, a snowball going down a mountain. You start to build up just a little bit of momentum. I know this last Alamo, Scott or last last Alamo, uh, Steve, uh, Britton and I went to Texas and we got to meet a bunch of those guys. And, you know, the South and, and California used to have a pretty good travel back and forth in the Warhammer days. So I think that that's sort of my goal this next year is that I want to try to make it to a Pacific Northwest tournament. There's a bunch of momentum going on up there in Oregon and in the Seattle area. And with their region being so close to ours, that if we can get some travel, I mean, even if it's not like I'm not thinking like southeast or south where we have a tournament every month if we can have two solid two-day events a year one in northern california and one in southern california and maybe a third event at the lvo if we can get it going and we sort of have like the triple crown or whatever of those three tournaments i think that's a really solid beginning goal to have as we're sort of rebuilding this community right right yeah, I, I, I agree completely because we saw it in the Warhammer days. We had a solid group of people. I think the same thing could happen in Kings of War because it, it is just about building that momentum, getting people excited. I think that the the gamers in California are particularly dedicated because they're the ones that chose not to go surfing or s- snowboarding or whatever uh, and decided to play instead. Um, I also uh, happen to think that people live in California are a little smarter than the rest because they chose to live in California. California. So exactly. uh, <laughs> I think that uh, I think that once we get the ball rolling, I think the quality of players that come out of California are really high. So, um, yeah, 
I think we get it. I think you bring up a good point. It's a small community, but it's a talented community. You know, there's a lot of solid players. There's a lot of great hobbyists. You know, it's just kind of uh, uh, beginning to grow this infrastructure again. And I think uh, that if we kind of set these small attainable goals of, of um, like for me, and just kind of introducing the concept of a year-long season, uh, because that's something that all these Kings of War players aren't used to, this concept of sort of scoring points and qualifying for Masters. So before I even get to that, I'm like, let's just have a year-long cumulative one day sort of thing just to kind of get players in in the mindset of beginning to think about what it means to qualify for something and i think that's a much better step to start there first than the than the drop all this sort of heavy masters qualifying that some regions do i just don't i think we're still like a year a year and a half from that point sure yeah yeah i mean jeremy's just setting up another trophy that he can try and win in region that's that's what's going that's on here. <laughs> He's like, look, there's all these one days I get to go to that I have to drive all the way down from because I live in the middle of nowhere. I drive all the way down. It's a one day tournament. I want all the one day tournaments to be collected so I can get another trophy at the end. That's that's his goal. Well, you know, they you know they say you know first you get the power and then you get the trophies. So it's like I've consolidated my power as overlord of the region and now. Uh, it's time to, uh, you know, I, I mean, my, my, my trophy room is just filled with all the Texas trophies that we took when we went to Alamo. So I got to try to get some California trophies to, like, you know, fill up the other space I have. You shall. <laughs> By the way, I'm coming up to, I might come up on the 31st to you guys' event uh, at Heretic Games. And, oh, uh, cool. We'd love yeah. to have you, my man. Yeah, you know what's funny? Because what Britain was just said, in L.A. or in San Francisco... Not to say, because it's so expensive to live here, that it makes more sense for me to sit to pay $150 and sit in a plane and fly to San Francisco for a day than driving up there, right? Because oh, yeah. it's gonna take me it's gonna take me nine hours, but I can just drive to the airport and I see you guys within like two hours of me getting to the airport. I would much rather do that actually, and I think well, I, I'm in that position where I can do that because I'm obviously I'm not supporting anybody. I have no family and I can just take a weekend off and do that. But I think the key to that is maybe focus on one day events right now for us in uh, SoCal so that if somebody wants to come, they can just show up. They can just if, you know, I think I think that's key to it. Um, and and the, the two day GT may be a little bit later for us um, when we when we have built on it and we've had 10 to 20 players. I think that's when we should look at a two day GT. Yeah. There's some something so great about the uh, uh the gaming community especially kings of war and that you know when i've talked to other people about going to out of region tournaments they're like don't worry you can stay at my house i'll come get you from the airport or whatever and i think there's something to be said of that is that if you are going to travel to this region uh don't worry you know you're gonna you're we're gonna we're gonna take care of you and i think that's something nice that no matter where you go, people want want that travel to come in. And I think that that sort of like, you know, when you go to their region, they take care of you. And then that's a, like a, a, an open sort of relationship, you know, back and forth. You come to us, you know, when we went to Texas, those guys were so great. And it's the same thing. You know, a couple of those guys, Todd Serpico has talked about maybe coming out for our event. Ryan Munsell from Pacific Northwest. Um, that's one thing I would like, you know, as, as we kind of begin to sort of wrap up here, uh, what I would love for our region to be known for, and I know that it kind of, uh, uh, and Rashad can speak to this a little bit, uh, I wasn't as involved in the Warhammer days, but I would like the West to be viewed as a holistic overall region, a region where we care about making good lists, but we also care about hobby, we care about terrain, we care about good sportsmen. To me, the most important award that you can win in our region is an overall award because that's what I want to promote. I want to promote not just the beat face. I want to promote great art. I want to promote relationships. I want to promote all aspects of why I think this is such a great hobby. So that's really, if you if you ask for what the spirit of the West region is, that that's my goal is to try to make the region into a... Uh, one that really focuses on the complete aspect of the hobby. Mm -hmm. And then also we can be a very competitive state that crushes face at master. I believe, I, I believe that can be possible as well, but it, it's a, it's a long way to that, but we will, 
we will hopefully be able to have a, a, a full master's team and also do well at the master's soon, I think. That's a, that's another goal that I have set for California, if possible. I like that, I like that Jeremy gives this whole manifesto on being well-rounded and being great sports. <laughs> and, and Rashad's like, and win all the games. Exactly. <laughs> and, and Rashad's the artist here. Come on, Rashad. <laughs> Yeah, you know me. I, I like the cheese. Yeah. He likes he likes the cheese. Yeah. So the so the thing you have to remember is West West Coast region. The only thing soft is our scores. Apparently, it's uh, funny. Uh, Historically, we've actually you know all the. I, I think soft scores were never as important as in Southern California historically, and I don't know. That's right. Um, I don't know if that's going to continue because we're building a new scene, and I got to see you know, what people are more interested in. But I think a great mix is always good. Uh, I agree with Jeremy that the most overall, you know, the best overall is most important to me as well. But uh, I do think we have the potential to have a competitive scene. And I think competitive gaming is also what gets people to go to tournaments to say, hey, how, how well can I do actually? You know, I really want to know. I want to know if I can build that list that is competitive against, uh, you know, possibly six different lists uh, or three different lists, depending on if it's a one day or two day tournament. I think. That's something that gets people to go out as well. Yeah, I think it's. I think the the motivation someone has to go to a tournament is, um, at least in Kings of War, from what I've seen, and this is this is a huge positive of the game, is very different depending on the person. You can have the player who only cares about battle, and they want to go and they want to bring the best list they have and have the toughest opponents they can and really just compete. That's like. What gets their juices flowing? They're they're sitting at home in the shower thinking about how am I going to deal with this? How am I going to deal with surge? How am I going to deal with flyers in my backline? And just sort of spinning that over and obsessively and playing really competitively. And then you have players who don't care how they're going to do. They want to show up, get six games of Kings of War in, drink all weekend, be away from their wife, and just have a great time with their bros. And you have everything in between. You have people who just want to go see really well done armies, interesting miniatures. They want to go see the best painters and compete with them or just learn tips and tricks. And you have people who want a little of all of that. And and it's great to sort of hear like Jeremy talking about he really cares about being a great opponent and uh, painting really well. And he was really mad at himself at Masters that he had units that weren't painted up to his exact standard, although probably no one else noticed. Um, and then you have Rashad who's like, you know, competitive play and not not in a jerk way i played rashad he was a wonderful opponent it was a great game um but he has this he really wants to go and compete and see if his list can stack up against other people if he can pilot as well as other people and i really think that's the the strength that's sort of the scene is that you can have one event that draws all different kinds of people with all different motivations and they'll still get that thing they want out of the event so yeah and I think that's where the, the Kings of War game system supports that sort of type mentality in that you can go to a tournament with with not necessarily the same build that everyone else has of your race because it's the only one that can function. You can have more creative uh, opportunities to explore things in the game because – uh, I think it's. Uh, I think you could still probably lose a game of Kings of War in the list building stage, but maybe it's nowhere near as possible to lose a game in the list building stage like you could with Warhammer. Yeah, I mean, there's a much wider. Like, if you look at what's competitive, is it not what's like on the razor's edge of the meta that is the best possible shave every point? But if you look at just what's competitive, you can show up and you're going to have a good shot at winning these games if you play well. That like tent encompasses so many more lists, so many more different builds um, in the in the sort of competitive category than a lot of other game systems I've seen. Um, if you look at the top seven or eight races, most of them or armies, most of them have multiple directions they can be taken for a competitive build, and that's something really really interesting to me. Um, you know, it's it's not just I'm facing this army, it's going to be this exact list with these exact units, and now we're just going to see how the dice shake out. It's There's a lot of room to sort of go different directions and specialize, and that's been really interesting to see evolve. So kind of moving forward as we, you know, uh, sort of wrap up, to sh wrap up this sort of intro into the West, why don't you go first, Scott? What are your 
personal hobby goals for the next year for 2018 and then what would what would your goals be more coming from sort of a a community guy driven perspective okay great so personal goals is to kings of warify all my armies it's not gonna all happen this year right now i'm about halfway done with my undead army i've got seven different warhammer armies I've successfully turned my uh, Chaos Dwarves into a full Kings of War Abyssal Dwarf army. Um, like I said, I'm halfway through my Undead. Um, so definitely need to finish the Undead, doing the multi-bases. I'm really into having the very dramatic multi-base, crawling over ruins and stuff. I've got a 3D printer. I'm, I'm going all the way with that. So um, trying to make just a really uh, cool-looking uh, Kings of War armies with 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 all my figures um not sure what i'm gonna pick up next uh i'm hoping to get at least one other army done by the end of 2018 uh it might be um some uh i might turn my empire army into aurodia or something like that not sure yet um or i might go with the herd with my beastmen army so uh we'll see for the community just uh trying to get our uh, game nights growing. Um, I don't know if we'll get a tournament this year, uh, uh, but uh, I'm get want to see if Fred's open to to having it be kind of a combo tournament, Age of Sigmar and Kings of War. Maybe that will fly. Um, it, but just trying to uh, to to get the base uh, a little bit more solid. I also want to head up to to NorCal and. Um, get one of your tournaments and under my belt. Yeah, you guys are always welcome. And probably win it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Rashad and I can uh can drive up together. We'll do a road trip. For South sure. I'd be down. Or or we book the same plane ticket. We can do that as well. I'm I'm actually more inclined to fly to San Francisco, but uh just to save time. Not gonna go out of LAX. No way. Just, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Shout Rashad. Um, what's, what, what, exactly, yeah, no, you know what, it's just, uh, yeah, it'll be faster, you could go the same day, it'll be, I'm actually coming up to Heretic, I think, on the 31st, I'm gonna look at a flight right now to see if I'm gonna come for the one day. So, same question to you, Rashad, what are your hobby goals for the next year? Are we actually gonna see you play something other than Undead? And then oh. community, community-wise, do you have any, uh, you know, speak a little bit to those kind of same two, uh, 2018 foreshadowing. Okay, so, um, first of all, I want to get game days uh, going more at Scott's. Let me start with uh, um, upcoming things that I want to do first, and then I go into the hobby. So, um, yeah, the game days at Scott, I, I think the focus should be to get, we used to have it between, uh, sometimes we had 12 people there, so I want to get it there again. As for tournaments, I want to go to the Bay of Kings. Um, I want to go to the, I think, was it called Storm of Kings? Or Storm? Sorry, I should have looked up the name. The one in uh, Portland. Oh, Cascade Clash? Cascade Clash, and then there's one in Seattle. I want to make all of those three tournaments this year, if possible. Um, And I also would like to come up to you guys to... uh, Heretic, like I said, on the 31st to those one-day events. That would be great. Um, I'm planning on going to the Lady of the Lake this year as well, uh, which I've been I've been promising uh, Chris Kapsner for the longest time that I would do that. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that one as well. Um, as for hobby, so I just started... Uh, I played my first game with Forces of Nature against... Uh, uh patrick allen on universal battle and i have to say it was a lot of fun so i'm sold on the army i'm gonna start building it soon Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm gonna have lots of rocks and uh uh, lots of like mobile shooting Uh, i have to say it's a very different army in comparison to my undead and it's been a lot of fun playing something that's almost like the complete opposite of um you know my cheesy undead speed list that i've been playing for you now um, speaking of on that, though, I still have to finish. Uh, I've never built a display board for the army, so I want to build a mobile display board that is good for traveling. So that's another thing on the uh, on, in the hobby section that I would like to do. And lastly, hobby, um, I've been wanting to play a role playing game for the longest time. Again, I you know I want to get into Dungeons and Dragons, so that's another thing that I, if somebody's interested in the LA area, I would really really like to get into 
that again to do, uh, you know, maybe once a month or something like that. That would be great. Oh, going back, and I mean, reminded me, Rashad, uh, Vanguard's coming out later this year, and I'm hope I am super excited about that. Right. And uh, I, I mean, just the the opportunity to put thirty buildings on the board uh, just uh, <laughs> makes me start drooling. So yeah. Well, I'm definitely down to uh, to play it with you, and uh, you know, particularly if we can incorporate it into like a King Kings of War game afterwards. To see how the yeah. effects go, I would really like to do that. Okay, so same two questions to you, Britton. Yeah, so from a hobby perspective, I'm I'm these days I am a painter sort of first and then a player second. So um, when I go to sort of start an army or get a new project together, it's it's usually got a long lead time, and it's usually you know at this point I'm I'm trying to compete. I'm not saying I will win or that everyone will think my army is as good as I think it is, but um, I'm trying to compete for on painting and and be as good as I can in the room, best in the room if possible, um, you know. So uh, that being the case, I'm starting a new project with a tentative finish date of Lone Wolf 2019, <laughs> and then my my goal would be to attend Masters next year um, because it it looked like so much fun. Everyone was having it; looked amazing. So go to Masters 2019 and then go to Lone Wolf 2019 and then see whatever else um, I can attend on the way um, and really just push push my painting. Um, each new project, I try and learn new techniques and get out of my comfort zone. And I'm a pretty natural painter, a pretty like desaturated sort of natural colors, dark tones. My undead list was very much that way, like very very dark and, and sickly and pale. And so this next army is going to be extremely bright and very colorful and uh, really try and push that envelope for that and make something that can that can compete in best in show um, or player's choice or, or something. Now I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that if I lose, if other people beat me at painting, I'm, I'm good with that because I love to see well-painted armies in the scene on the board. I love to see people just do stuff that pushes the envelope and does amazing. So if if there's a bunch of better painted armies than me in the room, that means it's a great looking tournament and I'm I'm happy. Um, so, but it it is definitely my motivation. So I'll be painting a lot. Um, yeah, and then from a community building, it's just run our two-day GT, get as many people out here as we can for it, uh, run a good event. And uh, just keep pointing people to Jeremy if they need information because I'm still in survival mode with this baby. I don't know how anyone does it. I don't know how anyone has more than one kid. It's insane. Kids are nuts. He saw like I, was, <laughs> I, I was talking to Felix on After Dark and I'm like, how do you have three kids and play every week multiple times and live in your murder basement on After Dark? Like every time I see him, he's down there. Oh, the, the murder basement. Ah. And uh, Felix is like, it's okay. As soon as you have three, you just play zone defense and remember that you and your wife still have enough hands to choke each one individually. And I was like, wait a minute. Okay, so he's a different kind of parent than I am, I think. Or maybe I'm just not to that stage yet. Uh, that's funny. I think for me, if I was to answer the same two questions, um, uh, Hobby-wise, brotherhood, and and or uh, they keep coming out with hot girls with whips, Twilightkins. But I, I I'm gonna try to focus on the brotherhood and leave that other stuff from my non-miniature wargaming time. Um, community. So you know the deal. You know the deal, right, Jeremy? You know the deal here. If you if you don't do brotherhood, Rob's gonna make you package each individual Bretonian he sent you. And send it to a different master's player in Shane. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like each each night, and you have to paint them first. You can't just like ship them away bare plastic. You have to actually paint them and send them to everyone individually with a note that says, I'm sorry, I betrayed the brotherhood. And I got to walk the box to the post office, and it's like someone yeah. behind you going, shame, shame. <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm okay with and Twilight can. It's and. But it's, it's the or. No, There's it won't no be or. or. It won't be or. It will be and because uh, 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 Rob hooked me up. 
Um, I got a bunch of awesome stuff, and it is the Bretonian is or, or that sort of classic knight army is one I've always wanted to do. I have a good idea for a color scheme. I got a a good idea for basing. I think it's going to be a great army for me to push my uh, get me out of my comfort zone on on my color palette choices and to really learn some new freehand techniques and um, and I think for community. Um, you know, I'm thankful to Mark and Rob every day for sort of kind of taking me under their wing and including me in the Countercharge family. Um, After Dark has been fabulous. We've been doing our Army in a Month challenge, and After Darks have been running and Hobby Hangouts have been running almost every day this month. Uh, and it's been all new faces from different continents coming in. Um, I really feel the community we've built on After Dark has been really great. Um, continue with that this year. Uh, I really want to get down to Southern California and play some games and continue to meet people uh, in the region. And, um, you know, my end result, hopefully, as we, we connect all these different people together, is if, if someone's in my region, I can get them a game no matter what. So they can contact me and say, hey, I live in wherever. And I can be like, oh, there's three guys who play every other Thursday down the street from you. Here's their contact info. I really want to try to make it as easy and accessible as possible for people in our region to find games. Because in the end, that's what we're doing, right? We're, we're wanting to get to know each other and play games and, and build that community. So I really want to try to be a, a, a facilitator of that. So those are kind of like my two goals. Some good stuff, huh, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. It's good stuff. It's nice to just see, uh, you know, Pacific Northwest really came on um, over this last year, and uh, I'm looking forward to both of your regions expanding, growing, developing. Um, I mean, you know, we talked about it. Geographically, you have a challenge, but population-wise, you also have an opportunity, right? Because, I mean, you're probably one of the most populated regions out of all of us. I mean, you've got lots and lots of potential players. You just got to show them the way. It's very true. The kings of the West shall ride again. Okay, I think that's good. We covered a lot of stuff. I want to say thanks to uh, Rashad, thanks to Scott, thanks to Britton, thanks for Rob for bringing us all on to kind of give you a taste of the West region. And remember, always keep countercharging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by posting on our episode thread on the discussion forum found on manticgames.com. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. 